Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Huey Insurance. We have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Huey. Once again, it is NRL Fantasy Podcast time. The Round 10 team lists are upon us. Magic Round is in the rearview mirror, as amazing a weekend as it was. Chris Kennedy is in the studio with Don Brock to go through all the new teams, all the new trades, the the new cashies, the injuries, everything else. Um, Dom... Welcome to you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. How was uh, Magic Round? You were up there in Brisbane on the big screen even. <laughs> I was quietly uh, a little bit nervous before the uh, the weekend kicked off, but I uh, had Katie Brown up there to uh, help me through it. And it ended up being a lot of fun, uh, jumping up on the big screen and gibbering some fantasy scores during the, uh, the second half, trying to wrap it up nice and quick before play restarts and I end up talking over the top of some live action, which wouldn't have been ideal. But yeah, we got through it. Um, interesting walking around, getting a few shout-outs from the crowd, obviously a few fantasy types mm-hmm. in there. If you're one of the several people I said day to, then thanks for coming up and saying hi. Um, but yeah, back down in Sydney now, back in the studio and ready to talk some fantasy. Let's get into it. Start off with the Storm and the West Tigers on Thursday night. Uh, the Storm were pretty good last weekend this must be said pretty good um, injuries to Jerome Hughes and Curtis Scott unfortunately for them um, Ryan Pappenhausen I had no idea if I'm saying that right um, is going to start at fullback I don't know if I've seen a player score more points in a shorter spell than what he did in that last half hour at fullback against Parramatta yeah so 69 points in 32 minutes uh, pretty amazing did just about everything had Line breaks, set up tries, uh, scored a try himself. Was just making these 90-meter runs constantly. Um, yeah, I mean, at the time, he almost didn't stand out because so many Storm players yeah. were doing that, just carving up the eels. Eels were a bit of a rabble, it must be said. They were. So he's got a, a really low break even this week. I think it's minus 20 or something like that. Mm. So he's definitely going to make money this week, uh, starting at fullback for Jerome Hughes, but he might only be doing that for one round with Hughes. Uh, likely to come back from concussion in round, what's next, 11. So 11, yeah. Pretty risky buy, but um, if you want some very, very short-term money, yeah, maybe gamble, but yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't be personally. Yeah, it's two trades, and you probably have to trade him out in two or three weeks exactly. because he's going to be back on the bench and losing all that money again. So a little bit risky there. Uh, Curtis Scott, unfortunately for him, out injured, so Marion Seve is going to be the centre for a while. Um, it was his comeback game after a couple of weeks out, and he was also sensational. Uh, Cameron Munster was certainly the player of the night in that game. Uh, 95, I think he finished up with. Again, tries and try assists and just tearing the eels to shreds. Um, Certainly joined the top tier halves this year. Yeah, and he could easily go big again this week. I mean, if you look at the recent results, so the Storm beat the eels, scored 60 against the eels. The eels scored 50 against the Tigers a few weeks ago. So, you know, by that reasoning, Melbourne's going to score about 110 <laughs> against the Tigers this week, which means lots of fantasy points for your monsters and uh, and whatnot in the back line. Even Cameron Smith got 60 in a blowout uh, last week and went off in the last 10 minutes, I think, it's as well. Almost the better part of 20, I think, yeah. 15 or 18 minutes that he missed. Plenty of uh, goals off the boot. Yeah, that, that certainly helps. Yeah, so Munster and Smith, obviously the, uh, the big guns in that team. Uh, both will play... Actually, sorry, Munster will play Origin coming up. Smith, we still think... Won't. There was some little hint on Fox well, recently. I was watching 100% footy yeah. and Gus Gould said he'll definitely play and that's good enough for me. He's in. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, they take on West Tigers, who uh, a bit like the Storm didn't uh, get too much of a workout from their opponents up in Suncorp for uh, Magic Round. Penrith were pretty ordinary. Um, Josh Aloe is back. Uh, I think it was a head knock he set out the previous week uh, in place of Oliver Clark. Um, in terms of fantasy, I think it's probably worth talking about Robbie Farrah a little bit because he um, he and Jacob Little shared the field that first week that Little was in, but that involved um, no Benji Marshall and Ryan Madison moving around, whereas the weekend gone, um, Little replaced Robbie Farrah. Now we're not sure if that was just because the Tigers were up easily and they could afford an early shower, or that could be the new normal, and I kind of suspect it might be the new normal. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. I mean, and we might not learn much either in this game if it's a blowout the other way, if the Storm are winning by heaps. They might take Farrah off at the end. Uh, but, yeah, he's a lot cheaper than he was, Robbie Farrah. He's been scoring fantastically well this year, apart from that one game that he got injured, uh, which has meant that his price has dropped uh, almost 100000 So, yeah, break even in the 60s, I think. So, ideally, I guess you'll wait one more week. Maybe his price comes down a little more. You see how they're going to line up in a regular game, see if they both, um, you know, Farrah stays on for the whole game. Uh, if that's the case, then step him up next week. You know, big discount. He'll play in mm. the second buy round, I think. So, uh, yeah, that's the ideal. I mean, either way, Farrah can keep scoring 50s, but ideally you want him playing 80 so he can get that, you know, 60 average up there with the real elite scorers. Yeah, wouldn't be buying him this week. Um, Ryan Madison scoring yeah. pretty handily. He's been last, fantastic. Yeah, um, added a couple of try assists onto his usual bag of work in that win over the Panthers. And um, Alex Twile's been probably a bit of a breakout star this year, although he's pretty much made his money at this point. Yeah, I think he's more in the keeper bracket than a moneymaker at the moment. Had a quiet game a couple of weeks ago, but um, was back to his best again on the weekend, so he should have a lot of uh, at least defensive work to do, you would think, against Melbourne this week. 100%. Friday afternoon, footy kicks off with the Panthers up against the Warriors. Massive changes for mm. Penrith. Um, not too many fantasy-relevant partly because not too many Penrith players are fantasy-relevant. Um, Nathan Cleary, obviously, is their best fantasy-wise and also probably their safest. Um, Brian Two debuting on the wing. Um, I would be very wary about jumping on him as a, a rookie wingers as cash cows are generally risky anyway, let alone with all the job security issues at Penrith at the moment. Um, Edwards, Black, Edwards back at fullback. Uh, Wonga Blake back after being dropped. Uh, Mansour and Regan Campbell-Gillard, the two high-profile um, droppings. Um, a few other changes here and there, but yeah, fantasy-wise, not a heap doing still. Not heaps. There's um, Liam Martin, fairly cheap lock starting this week. I missed last week with uh, suspension, I think. But yep. as you say, there's so many changes in this team now. There might be more changes in a few weeks if their form doesn't lift. So those non-established players seem very risky buyers at the moment. Um, Cleary still getting good scores despite the Panthers' record. Mm. Um we're guessing probably more likely than not he still plays Origin this year but I think it's sort of getting slightly less likely every time something like Friday night happens I think I mean if they lose this game at home against the Warriors who probably won't play finals Mm. again it's another bad sign for both their halves I guess Maloney's you'd say definitely out by now and Cleary's you know just holding on maybe to that uh, Blues jersey so yeah you want him out of the team ideally if you're going to pick him up at this point uh in fantasy, otherwise Adam Reynolds is you know similar option, similar price. Mm. So um, yeah, play, people are looking at either of those, and you want to get the one who's not going to play Origin, but we won't know really for sure until after round eleven. Exactly right. Uh, they take on the Warriors, who um, I thought were a bit of a, a rabble early on against the Dragons, and then um, 
possibly assisted by some curious coaching decisions from the uh, we'll come to those the opposition. But yeah. uh, Warriors came back to a uh, a handy win. Um, not too many changes for them. Just pulling it out. No, yeah, unchanged. Yeah, so no changes, but Nat Roach, apparently a little bit of a, an injury cloud. Yeah. Isaac Luke in the reserves, but otherwise it's pretty much steady as she goes. Um, not too many. I think probably Lachlan Burr's heading towards being a, uh, a sell because he's not a keeper and he's made um, a lot more money than we thought, but pretty much all of it now. Yeah, I think he's peaked. Um, RTS has been a little quiet by his standards the last couple of weeks, despite playing well. Um, but he's still a keeper, so yeah, no real change at the Warriors, I think, at the moment. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> do that. Uh, Broncos against the Roosters, uh, second Friday game. Looking forward to this one. It's at Suncorp. Uh, Broncos had a good win uh, on the weekend against a, a very injury hit Manly side. Be much sterner test against the Roosters this week. Um, few changes in the back line. So Katoni Staggs and Giamet Shibasaki is the new centre pairing. Uh, Jermaine Izako recalled on the wing, obviously the disaster there. Uh, Jack Bird out for the season with an ACL injury. Been playing very well for, for Brisbane, potentially pushing his way back towards origin. Um, was also doing some great things in fantasy. He unfortunately is a sell. Um, other main fantasy talking points, Jake Turpin scored really well, but um, they've also just picked up James Seguiaro, who's been named in the reserves list this week and could still come into the 17. Um, and obviously Payne Haas is just an absolute superstar. Yeah, and Tom Dearden's the other one. Um, rookie half who's doing pretty well. At negative break-even this week. We'll make some more money. Uh, yeah, Turpin's uh, an interesting one. A lot of people picked him up last week. Some are still considering him... This week, Seguiaro, as you say, is named, I think, in Jersey 18 or 19 or something. 18, but, yeah. uh, if I had to guess, I would say he comes under the bench this week. Um, yep. He'll cut into his minutes. At least Turpin played quite well, so he will probably mm. keep that starting spot for a while. And that means, what, 50 minutes, you'd guess, as a starting hooker. Yeah. Uh, which is enough to score 30, 35, which, you know, is good for a cash cow. But, um, yeah, the Seguiaro thing does make it more of a question mark for him. Yeah, if you, um, I think if you bought Jake Turpin last week, it's not um, a disaster not at all. He's going to make some money. But in terms of this week with McCulloch potentially, you know, five weeks away and Seguiaro to take 20 to 30 minutes from him off the, the bench or, you know, potentially more depending on how they go, it's probably too risky to buy him this week. Um, anyone else at Brisbane before I move on? That covers it. Flegler's a sell. Yeah, that covers it. Yeah. Uh, Roosters found a way to get it done. They uh, plenty of injury woes of their own. Um, Boyd Corden is going to sit out due to the short turnaround and the head knock. Um, Daniel Tupo's been named. Some worrying signs for him after that crusher tackle. He got stretched off, but um, good news there. Latrell Mitchell, uh, remarkable recovery from not mm. even being able to walk off the field properly to um, shaking off what looked like a groin injury and then coming back to finish the game. He's been named um, in some like 33 or 34% yeah. of teams. There's plenty of people sweating on that one. Uh, Siwa Taukiaho continues to score very, very well, other than I think it was two or three weeks ago he had a quiet one, but mostly been very good this year. Um, Angus Crichton not quite recapturing the uh, the heights that he had at the Rabbitohs. Yeah, Crichton's a, a funny one, isn't it? We've been waiting for him to you know get his act together and start scoring regular 50s like he did last year and the year before, but that hasn't happened. He's dropped a ton of cash. Um, so he's going to be you know, a very juicy price if he does start scoring 50s. But at this point, I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, mm. they don't need to go to him to break break the line often when they have players like the Trell Mitchell and, and a lot of others in that Roosters team. Mm. So I'm expecting he'll probably just score, what, 48, 49 a season for the rest of the year, which is mm. not a buy. Well, very much a, a dominant left-side team with you look at Keary and Luttrell yeah. and obviously the captain, Boyd Cordner. I know he's out this week, but um, there's a lot of ball grows left on that um 
on that side. Uh, yeah, and about do it, I think, for the Roosters. Have a look yep. at the Titans up against the Bulldogs, a 3pm Saturday game. AJ Brimson, who potentially is a fantasy weapon at fullback, is named at fullback, but Michael Gordon only out for a week or two, so a little bit risky there. Um, no other major changes. I think Tyrone Roberts um, back after a week off in the uh, in the halves. Bryce Cartwright, um, who's been playing 80, um, got subbed off, so his uh, score's a little bit down on the weekend. Uh, Jai Arrow's probably the main guy there. Yeah, Arrow's uh, been a real weapon. Um, had a quiet score in round three or something, maybe in the around 30, I think. But apart from that, he's been great, um, hitting regular 50s recently. So uh, good get into your uh, second row. Uh, Cartwright, yeah, not quite a sell yet, but getting very close. Uh, yeah. Mitrain, likewise, is just about peaked, but he's hitting about 50 points a game, which is great if you picked him up mm. at his price. So. Yeah, no reason to sell until exactly. Pete gets back. And Brimson, as you, as you said, um, good scorer at fullback, but not likely to be there for too long with Gordon just got a, having a one, two-week leg injury, calf injury, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, dogs have a few changes. Uh, Harawir and Naira back after one week out. Um, Reese Martin is on the bench. Um, Adam Elliott, I think, has a short-term injury. Um, no returns yet for Lockie Lewis, Carrot Holland. Fantasy-wise, um, Aiden Tolman's probably kicked on a little bit better than I thought he would. I was expecting to sell him a couple of weeks ago, but he's sort of still kicking along. Um, Dylan Napper's return hasn't hurt him quite as much as we thought. Yeah, Jayden, st- still playing big minutes, Tolman. Yeah, well, remarkably. Mm. Um, and, yeah, Jaden Ockenbohr is probably can be sold. I think I think time is up. For yeah. I mean, yeah, he scored 10 last week, um, break even in the 30s. He, he's capable of getting a 40 just with a lot of breaks, but um, if that doesn't happen, he's going to start losing money. So, yeah, jump off board now, I think. I agree. Uh, Cowboys and the Eels on Saturday afternoon up in Townsville. Someone has to win this one. Um, Cowboys I thought, probably weren't too bad, to be fair, mm. um, against a, a very good South team up in uh, Magic Round. Um, team-wise, I don't know if there's much there that excites me here. Jason Tamalai is probably worth looking at um, soonish, but certainly not urgently. Yeah, so for the first buy round, Tamalolo is going to be one of those real guns that uh, that is in action uh, with all the Origin players out and half the other uh, players in the comp out. So he's probably one to buy in the next few weeks. His break even still fairly high, so you can wait a week. Uh, but if you want to get a gun now, he's a pretty good one to get. Um, Michael Morgan is not a keeper. Um, no. Should have got more points for that crazy kick for the try <laughs> in the second half. But, um, uh, yeah, is hitting about 40 points a game, which is not what you want. Uh, kept that Baptiste had a really good score last week. He's actually uh, cheaper and with a lower break even than Jake Turpin this week. So it shows how short lived a uh, really low break even yeah. can be for uh, popular cash cows. He's going to be back to the bench this week, though, you would think, with Granville named to start. Yeah, unless Granville gets an injury, he's a no go zone. Uh, they take on the Eels. In plenty said and written about just how bad they were against Melbourne. Um, you wouldn't expect them to be that bad again, although they've been pretty ordinary away from Sydney um, all this year and all of last year as well. A um, couple of changes in the back line. Michael Jennings out with a short-term injury, expected back in round 12. Michael Sivo's taken a one-week um, early play for a one-week ban for that high shot uh, over the weekend. Um, Jamin Salmon has been dropped. Uh, probably hasn't been that impressive at 5'8". Will Smith, bit of a, a Mr. Fix-It, comes back into the halves. 
Reed Marnie is named in the nine jersey, and I'm expecting he will run out with the starting side this week because whatever the plan was to front load mm. that forward aggression that Brad Arthur was talking about after the game didn't quite pan out. No, I mean it wasn't what cost, cost them in the end, but no. it certainly didn't help them having Marnie off and an extra forward on. It also meant that they were lacking an extra bench forward to bring on exactly after 20 minutes when the Storm started bringing on their uh, their benches. So yeah, I, I'd expect Marnie to go back to an 80 minute player pretty quick smart um, yeah Michael Sivo suspended uh, another low score he got binned obviously last week um, is he getting close to a sell are you going to hold price wise he is I mean like you said this, the try at the end kind of saved him from what would have been a, a terrible score to what ended up being a, a mediocre one of about 2019 I think yep um, yeah, he's pretty much peaked unless he bashes out another 70-odd anytime soon. Obviously, he misses this week. The The reasons to keep him and the, the reason why I'm going to keep him is his return game um, the week after in, in round 11 is against Penrith, who obviously have been pretty brittle um, yeah. defensively. So there's a chance of some big attacking stats for him there. The week after, he plays in round 12, and it's just such a tough round to get any kind of scores together. We've obviously lost John Bateman, um, the, the clubs that are playing, you look at Souths, you know, they're good fantasy players. Yeah. Damien Cook will be in origin. Cam Murray might be in origin. Adam Reynolds might be in origin. Um, it's just so tough to get a, a team on board for, for round 12. I, I think the potential for Micah Sivo and, you know, Souths could be under strength. He might get some attacking yeah. stats in that one too. So I'm, I'm holding Sivo for round 12, but uh, could be a sell after that if he doesn't kick on with some big scores. Yep, good plan. All righty. That was easy. <laughs> um, sold. The Raiders and the Rabbitohs is the third Saturday game. Um, Raiders, bit of a comeback against the Roosters. The injury hit Roosters in magic round. Uh, couldn't quite get over the line. Um, Nick Kotrick's moved from the wing to centre. Michael Oldfield is going to be on the wing. Um, Bailey Simonson, I think, switches sides in that reshuffle. Um, Hudson Young put in a, a reasonable score, one of last week's cash cows. Um, still a low break-even for him. Uh, and Chard Stickle Clockstat putting on probably not quite top-shelf keeper scores, but borderline keeper scores at the moment. Yeah, he's doing certainly well enough if he's in your team, um, averaging 45 and... and Scoring pretty consistently as well. Like it's not like he's scoring less consistency than consistently than uh, someone like Tedesco, who was mm. you know quiet a couple of weeks ago and then huge this week. Uh, so yeah, definitely one to keep at the moment. And as you say, they play in that buy round in round twelve. So keep him for that. Uh, Hudson Young, yeah, is the big one. Um, good first up price rise, scored forty six or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to keep making money while he's starting. Uh, Bateman is out. Joe Tappanay is the more likely to return early and bump him out of the starting team. Um, do we have any news on whether Tappanay is going to come back earlier than expected? The official line is still around 15 to 17. Yeah, I think it'll be sooner than that. I, I don't think he's back in full training yet, but he is in training and it's, was it an ankle injury? So it's not, yep. you know, it's probably more like a six to eight weeker when he did it three or four weeks ago now rather than being a you know a 10 plus weeker but I mean he's obviously had a, a pretty unfortunate injury history over the last couple of years so I mean there's no saying that he doesn't cop really another one but yep. um, yeah that, that's certainly the risk with Hudson Young but you know again it's a it's a round 12 score as well if you bring him in like there's no way I don't think is going to be back to replace him yep by round 12 so a potential short-term cash cow and a, a buy round score there's um, a bit to be said for that yep they take on the Bunnies. They've lost Alex Johnston from fullback. Um, if anyone's sitting on Corey Allen in their non-playing reserves, he might get some extra numbers playing fullback. Mawani Harodi is the new winger. 
Um, Adam Reynolds pumping out some useful scores. Damien Cook pumping out more than useful scores. Um, Sam Burgess still scoring tries, but not marrying that with particularly massive scores. Um, Cam Murray putting up keeper-level scores, but um, yeah, in the origin frame, obviously, is the uh, question mark there. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd say Murray probably will get picked for uh, the Blues this year. He's been fantastic. Adam Reynolds as well is you know close to Blues selection, uh, scoring mid-50s as well. Um, as you say, the, the ones who won't play Origin will play in round 12, which is good. Damien Cook will be playing Origin. Um, they play, I think, round 13 is two days after. Yeah, Wednesday Origin, Friday South. Exactly. So he could get rested for round 13 as well, which makes it really tricky if you're looking to buy him this uh, week and uh, concerned with overall points. On the other hand, he just scored 98 and looked amazing, and his break-even's mm. about 40, and he's the best player in fantasy. He's, you know, captains himself in his own fantasy team. <laughs> How good. Um, the ultimate alpha move. So, yeah, there's a lot to like. Just, you know, don't be stunned if you don't have him for a couple of weeks yeah. you know, in two weeks' time. So I think I am buying him this week. I just keep hoping that that price will come down or I was waiting for a bit of a, an origin hiccup and I, I don't think I can wait till after origin with pumping yeah. out 98s like that. He's playing almost better than last year. Yeah, I mean, he... I think he runs it a little less than he did last year, but he's got more of a complete game with mm. kicking and um, those try assists were great. Yeah, oh, his pass selection's brilliant. Yeah. It's gotten even better. Um, yeah, I think he's really enjoying it under Wayne Bennett, who famously you know, sort of simplifies the, the game for, for players like that, and it's really clicking for them. Yep. Um, Sunday afternoon footy, the Dragons up against the Knights. Dragons uh, threw it away a bit at the end against the Warriors. Um, as fantasy coaches, I don't think most of us were too impressed with Zach Lomax being subbed off after 50 minutes. Um, not blaming you and Aitken for the loss, but there were a couple of tries down that edge um, after the reshuffles. So not sure what's happening with that. Lomax named to start again, Aitken again on the bench. Um, Any predictions about what happens this week with those two? Who knows? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you could bring Aitken on and... Um, Lomax could go to a wing and Ravalawa could come off. You could, but I mean, if there's an injury, that'll solve that problem. Maybe yeah. Aitken sits there for 75 minutes instead of 50 minutes. Aside from those, you know, possible defensive issues when Lomax went off and Aitken went on, and the Warriors scored a couple of tries down that edge. I mean, it was a good thing they didn't score any tries the Dragons in that period because Lomax is their best goal kicker by a long way <laughs> at the moment with wit about. So um, it's pretty much just Lafayette, isn't it? After that, and it's, it is, and he was his not, struggles not great. Part of the season. reason that Lomax is in the starting side, right? Exactly. So as a Lomax owner, I'm fairly confident that <laughs> they won't take him off this week. It's just a bit weird to use a, one yeah. of your interchanges on uh, swapping one centre for another centre, but um, mm. we'll see what happens. Um, anything else fantasy-wise? Cameron McGuinness has been great, and mm. not many people have him because he's not quite Damien Cook. He hasn't got the reputation of Cameron Smith, and he's not cheap, so... yeah bit of a point of difference I had him in the preseason until he got spooked by this whole spine reshuffle thing yeah. which ended up being the which case was the but thing it and then, yeah. lasted what two weeks until you know injuries and everything else changed it and then all of a sudden he was back to scoring maybe when would it went down we should have all bought Cameron McGuinness yeah probably <laughs> hindsight's 2020 yeah, pretty sure I had bigger problems by that point yeah. in time uh, they take on the Knights who um, pretty good on the weekend um, David Klemmer uh, Callum Ponga Mitchell Pearce all very consistently scoring well at the moment. Yeah, surprise, surprise, they're three big superstars of their three best fantasy players. Um, I mean, Clement is a bit of a surprise this year. We never really... I don't know, when did you 
click that he's an, actually a keeper this season. You know, this season in fantasy. It's, I mean, it's the tackle counts, isn't it? Because yeah. he was. I feel like he was making. I looked at the averages. I think he was averaging about twenty four tackles per game at the Bulldogs, and it's thirty five and a half yeah. or something this year at the Knights. And he's not missing tackles. He's still producing the same output with his running. He's getting no demerits, no missed tackles, no penalties, no errors. Um, so the difference is basically he's doing the same thing, but tackling a whole lot more. Yeah, I think his minutes must be up a little They're this year. They're up a bit, but not enough to account for the difference yeah. in tackle counts. Yeah, it's a strange one, but um, he's been fantastic. So he's mm. outscored both Ponga and Pierce so far this year, but those two, Ponga and Pierce, um, have been pretty good value in the last few weeks. Ponga's earned back pretty much the money that he lost uh, in the first few rounds when he was playing in the halves. Uh, yep. Pierce has scored tries in the last three games to fast-track some price rises after a big dip in form at the start of the year. So those two are looking very good, especially if they keep scoring tries. Mm. Well, yeah, try three straight weeks has helped for uh, for Piercy. I'm sure he can't keep that up, but hopefully the and, kick metres stay high. And Ponga as well. He was on track for a fairly mid-range score this, this week and then one of his you know patented mm. longish range tries um, stepped past uh, Kieran Foran I think and ran 40 metres to score and, and save his fantasy score Paul Kieran's just come back from an ankle injury and he's got to try and deal with the Ponga <laughs> sidestep ankle's front. broken yeah. Yeah. Um, finishes off down in the Shire the Sharks hosting the Sea Eagles um, Andrew Fafita caused a few fantasy coaches some headaches um I know a lot of people captained him. I think we both dodged that one, mm-hmm. but um, it was very. If you were captaining for Fida playing someone who was captaining Cook, it was pretty yeah, much game, game over. over before you even started worrying about the um, the other uniques. Um, elsewhere in the team, uh, Bronson Sherry hasn't really kicked on with those attacking stats, but um, putting together sort of serviceable price rises. Britton Nakora, we've talked about heaps, um, keeper in the centre position. Um, Braden Hamlin Ueli looks like a mm. points per minute machine, Holy but player. just needs the opportunity. Yeah, Kyle Flanagan's been pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, he might only get one more round or two in the halves. John Johnson's on the way back soonish. Yeah. Um, but he's scored, I think, high 40s on the weekend, playing quite well. So good signs for those who have got him. Um, Fafita, yeah, named, uh, carrying a hamstring injury. Deja vu, this happened a few weeks ago. Um, any expectations? Do you think it'll be a late pullout? Do you think he'll play and score 70? Um, I think... It'll be almost the same as last time. I think they should rest him, and then they won't rest him, and then he'll play, and then he'll, he'll probably do, it, do a do hammy it. in a couple of weeks again. Um, I'm not a, a doctor, but they're saying it's in the fascia, which is sort of the lining rather than in the muscle, which is okay. more of a problem. But um, apparently that's good news for recovery. But, yeah, I feel like the sensible decision would be to have him uh, sit out a week or two. But I don't right. know. I'm, he's in my team. I'm going to assume he gets named. I'll leave him on the field. But and it's... Yeah, I mean, they play on Sunday, so you're not going to be able to move them around, but mm. it doesn't really matter with the, how the bench works these days. I think Brunson Sherry is probably due a try or two. Um, mm. He's so dangerous when he gets the ball in space. They just need to get him that ball in space. So I wouldn't be too spooked if um, you know, you're relying on him for some decent points. Yeah, uh, as good as Manly have been in you know short on troops, you'd have to think with that sort of back line that there's a chance that Sherry could get a few yep. attacking stats. Um, speaking of Manly, they get uh, Dylan Walker back for his first game of the year. Um, in other changes, uh, Abbas Miski goes out, Moses Suli, um, he's the one that goes straight out for uh, Walker because that broken finger. Yep. Um, Toff Sipley, the prop unfortunately looks like season over with a, uh, a knee injury. Um, fantasy wise, Manasseh Fanu, 
Um, a few people were talking about last week but didn't get the, the minutes or the, the workload to do too much. Um, it's a great game for Jake Travojevic mm-hmm. um, and Marty Tapao still not quite getting those big scores but going okay. Still getting 50s, yeah. And, and again, he's one of those guys who's very reliable in that first buy round. Um, yeah, he's their star who isn't going to play Origin, so not a bad buy, even though he's not getting massive minutes. That's just about it at this point. I mean, mm. We're still just waiting on uh, Tommy Turbo and DCE to come back at some point, and there'll be um, good buys again, but until then, it's pretty much to power and Jake. Let's see what people are asking on the old tweeter machine. Um, Adam Huxtable, is Marty Tapao worth it? We'll speak of the devil. <laughs> um, don't know if I'll be buying him. Yeah, I mean, he's in my team and it's been kind of frustrating, but also, you know, 50 points a week is fine. Um, I mean, you get what you pay for at this point. You're pretty much doing it for around 12. Um, there are other probably better keepers at this point, unless they give him more minutes in the second half of the season, but there's no real hints that that's going to happen. So, yeah, fine buy, not bad. Mm. Could maybe do better. I'd probably prefer um, Tom Alolo if you're looking for another round yeah. 12 back row at this point. I don't know what the prices are, but I think they're reasonably similar. Tom Alolo's been on the way down, so, yeah, I'd go mm. that way instead. Uh, speaking of round 12, uh, Simon Tui writes in, apart from round 12, any other reason to hang on to Sam Burgess and Michael Morgan? Um, not really. Not really. Definitely be holding Sam Burgess for round 12. Well, probably both of them if you got them at this yeah. point. And if you're playing head-to-head only and don't care about overall rank or and you're not playing in round, you know, head-to-head comps in yeah. round 12, then you could sell them whenever. Um, yeah, I think neither of them are quite keepers this year. Uh, Callum Smith writes in thoughts on Paul Vaughan at 650k, averaging 50, worth an upgrade from Lachlan Burr. Um, was an absolute beast in fantasy season before last. Um, then obviously last year too many forwards taking points off each other it's not as much the case this year but also not getting those monster scores he was sort of pumping out some attacking stats to go with the, the big base numbers yeah I think he's in a similar boat to um, to Powell although a bit cheaper um, yeah I mean ideally you want those at this point if you're getting a, a you're buying a keeper you want those real elite scorers who are going to get 55 points and up a game um, but if money's tight, he could be a bit of a point of difference. I won't be buying him, but I mm. can see why you do it. Yeah, point of difference at best, I think. Um, from Scott McCormick, looking to sell Michael Morgan and Jay Whitbread to two elite halves in Adam Reynolds and Mitchell Pierce. Um, are they the best options with no origin? Uh, assuming there is no origin for Adam Reynolds, uh, yeah, I like I like those mm. options. I've got Pierce. Um, I might be getting Reynolds if he misses Origin, so yeah, yeah, good stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm confident Pierce won't be in Origin unless there's a yeah, real wave of injuries. Him. But yep. um, yeah, Adam Reynolds, I'd be more concerned about, and probably wouldn't buy this weekend with Origin selection so close. Just until we've got a better idea, like we'll probably have a good idea before Origin teams are formally named. There's always some leaks and, and yep. rumours and you get a, a better idea. So maybe hold fire on uh, on Reynolds just for now. It's a big swing. If you're buying for um, overall points, either he plays round 12 and it's great to get him right now or he plays Origin and then it's a very bad move to get him at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lachlan Cox choosing between Corey Allen and Hudson Young. Both play round 12? Yes. Um, yeah, Hudson Young for me, I think. Um, yeah, same. Uh, I haven't checked the numbers, but his break-in even will be lower. He'll make more money this week. I think Allen's break-in is about 20 because he's played a bunch of games on the wing and his scores mm. haven't been great. So he needs a few big scores to really get his price to move along. Uh, he'll have maybe, what, four games at fullback, we'd yeah. expect. 
um, which even then it's no guarantee he gets a big score at fullback. Um, could get some tackle breaks, but could be you know quiet. Whereas Hudson Young's starting in the second row. He got 46, I think, last week. Mm. Should be you know very safe, 35 to 40, just through regular you know tackles and hit ups. So uh, yeah, Young for me, even though he might be bumped out of the starting team in three weeks. Yep, no, I agree. Uh, Kai Cantwell has a vacancy um, in his second row. May eventually move Payne Haas from front row to bench. Was thinking of bringing in one of the uh, either Marty Tapao or Siwa Taukiaho, maybe both. Um, still not quite sold that Taukiaho is going to keep it up all season. As much as I love him as a player. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um it's that thing with someone who's doing it for the first time and it takes a long time to be convinced. Like Clemmer, like I wasn't convinced until mm. maybe this week that he's going to do this all <laughs> year. Because um, he's been around for years and he's yeah. already scored in the 40s and Takiyaho is kind of similar. So, yeah, Tapao's probably more reliable. Um, as much as we complain that he doesn't, doesn't get more minutes, he's at, his base you know, is still pretty high. Mm. Yeah, he's, uh, his work rate's still good. So I think he'll definitely average 50 Takiyaho if you feel like gambling a little bit. Yep. Uh, Dean B asks, is Jay Field a good downgrade option or will he not retain the position? Um, and who's the best dual front row, second row option out of Twal, Tapao, Taukiaho or any others? A few of these questions for these dual front row, second row options. There aren't that many of them this year, I guess. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, Jay Field, thoughts? Oh, Normie's only meant to be out for three or four weeks, yeah. isn't he? I, don't, I think that's too short term. And his score on the weekend obviously boosted by a, a nice try. Yeah, he's very quick. He'll get the odd long, longish range try. But um, without that, I don't think he's a fantastic scorer. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be going there. Do we? Did we just miss Alex Twal in the preseason being a dual position? He's, I'm not sure he's played <laughs> second row in his life. I don't know uh, that stuff, I had he played lock at some point? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, don't think so. Anyway, anyway. He's probably the best of those guys that he mentioned. Yep, agree. Yep. Um, BRB T-Break writes in any general buy-round tips, number of players to play, number of keepers versus cash cows, not playing, etc. I mean, it, it's hard to know at this point. Um, a trap a lot of people, you know, diehard fantasy coaches fall into is planning too much for the buy-rounds and mm. burning through heaps of trades just for the sake of two rounds, especially these days when it is only two rounds. It used to be like six rounds affected. Yeah. before and after Origin where teams would have buys. This year it's just the two. Um, I mean, it probably matters more which players you have than number of players. Yeah. Like you can have a Corey Allen who might get 15 or something or who knows, Mike Acevo could get a hat-trick and score 80 and mm. that could be the difference. So, yeah, I try. I would try not to burn through too many trades just for those two weeks. And bringing in like borderline players like Jack White. And yeah, not worth it. I okay. mean, even White's being talked about for Origin now, but that's sort of player who's you know there's 40s low 40s type players just because they play around 12 or 16 i think burning and, two trades is bad and obviously everyone who plays around 12 won't play around 16 so yeah if you bring someone in now you want them to be a keeper they're going to hold for the rest of the season and they happen to also play in round 12 um or you're going to trade someone in now trade them out again in a few weeks in which case you want them to be a hudson young style you know cash cow he's going to make a lot of money as well so they you know doing two things at once so yeah, I wouldn't go crazy trying to pack my team for round 12. If you've got, I don't know, 10 players in the first one and 10 in the second one or something, you know. I feel like yeah. that'd be doing pretty well. Yeah, exactly. So don't stress too much is yep. my vague advice. <laughs> Nick Hudson asks, has Jason Tamalolo bottomed out looking to pick him up as well as uh, Teddy over the next two weeks? 
just pretty, about was he much. in the 60s now 60s can, but he could be achievable at any time so yeah uh yeah get him now next week week after goodbye Yep, agree. Paul Burns is Katoni Staggs, a mid-season cash cow, thinking of trading out Luke Garner and Jack Bird to Tamalolo and Staggs. Um, what's what's Staggs' price down to? He's uh, he's definitely not base price. So two eighty, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, so Bird out for the season. James Roberts out of favour massively at the moment. Mm. So Staggs is suddenly the star centre at the Broncos, which is a bit strange. Um, and he's. Big minute games this year. He scored 38 in 75 minutes, 50 in 80 minutes, then a 19 in 80 minutes, which is a bit of a worry. 32 last week. Uh, his price is way down a lot by very short stints off the mm. bench, so that's why he's uh, such good value. I don't mind it. Break even 28 this week. Yeah, that's not the best. So it could be one to wait. I mean, if he gets a good score mm. this week, then his break even will plummet, and he'll start making some good money after that. Um, he's just, yeah, he's not a super cash cow this week like mm. Hudson Young, so he won't make a lot of money next round. He's not a keeper either. So, I don't know. I mean, he's a possible cash cow, but... Yeah, he is nice and cheap and he can score well, so it's not the worst idea, but you know, I'd probably be tempted to give it a week if possible. Yep. Um, Scott Cuskelly writes in, what's your thoughts on Kevin Proctor? I've heard his name a couple of times this week, and I wasn't really sure why people were asking about him. Then I had a look, and he's had four straight scores over 50, one of which was a 63. Worth mentioning that in one of those games, he got a try, which he never, ever gets, usually, and that was his best score, which was 63. Um, and in the other decent score um, four weeks ago, he had a, a line break and some tackle busts. Now, they're the only two games all year that he's got any tackle busts, so he's not really a, a noted attacking player. Um, against made, the Sharks in Magic Round, he got 50 tackles, exactly. which is eight more than he's got at any other time this year. And also, it was the only game this year with no demerits, I think, looking at it. I think it's just a little short-term burst of form. I'd be exactly, yeah. I think he's a pretty good uh, player, and if you get a lot of pretty good players in your team, you'll have a pretty good team. And then when you come up against the very good teams, you'll just get well up to the end of the season. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's a no for me unless he keeps that up for the rest of the year, mm. but that would kind of be out of the blue based on his... Uh, previous record, uh, yeah, much more likely he scores 45-ish a game, mm. like a lot of other second rowers, so probably yeah. not. Hard no from me. Lachlan Hill writes in Ockenbore to Taumalolo. I'm prepared <laughs> yes. to call that an upgrade. It's a hard yes. <laughs> it's a hard yes. <laughs> um, Meadhead writes in, is Andrew Fafita going to play this week or is he a trade soon to his hamstring playing up? Either way, he's not a trade. Yeah, unless he, like, really rips it and he's going to miss six or eight weeks. Sure. And, and that's uh, a question for next week then. That's but, uh, a question for down the road. Yeah, he's current, at this point he's named for this week. So I think he'll probably play and I think I'll put him in my 17 and then hopefully he doesn't get hurt again. Yeah, I think he had the best average of all fantasy players not that long ago, like a few weeks ago. So mm. definitely the best front row to have, I think. So hold. Uh, Shark2420 is curious as to why there was uh, some changes to the Thursday night games when the round was finalised on Sunday night. Uh, I don't know the specifics, but that does happen a lot. Um, mm. No scores are finalised until lockout finishes on Sunday night, so don't be stunned when that happens. Uh, you get anything more than that? 
I need to throw a little anecdote at it, which is uh, in my well, our head-to-head league uh, a week before. I think it was the Thursday night game or one of the mid-round games took me from four points up to one point down in those final mm. Sunday night recalcs, which stung. And then Sunday night just gone, I finished up level with someone and um, the Thursday night recalcs, I think uh, Kyle Flanagan got some extra points. Oh, okay. And, Carried me to a grand victory, so oh, yeah. hooray for the Thursday night recap. We were in tears that week before, so it's good. I was not happy. Yeah. Um, NRL Fantasy is back to ask Bird and Ravalawa out for Kenny Bromwich and Hudson Young. Oh, Kenny Bromwich again. Kenny Bromwich again. I can't tell now with Kenny, Kenny yeah. Bromwich. He's scoring great. He's, yeah. still, he's still cheaper than he probably should be for that average if he keeps it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. It's I, very weird. It's very weird. I, I still wouldn't be stunned if his scores drop or if Melbourne tweak their forward pack at some point later in the season. He goes back to the bench because he's been a back bench player yeah. for them primarily, primarily for years. So, um, yeah, I still think he's a bit of a risk. But uh, if you don't go for it, he's under seven hundred grand, which is great for someone scoring fifty-four points a game. Mm. It's only two. Th- Three scores under 50 all year, and his last two are both 60-plus. And he's only scored two tries this year, I think. Although one of them was on the weekend. Everyone scored a try. For Maybe we're just weekend. underrating Kenny Burridge. <laughs> Maybe. He's, he's been a fantasy gun all this time. It's possible. Under our noses. Go with your gut, I say. Don't, don't listen yeah. to us. Don't listen to us. <laughs> Put this podcast down right now. Um, Chris Woody writes in, uh, looking to trade Lachlan Burr to Tamalolo and Ghana to Ponga. Um, yeah, do that. Yep, good definitely choice. do that. Um, Daniel Doughton has uh, plenty of money in the bank. Going to trade Jacob Host to uh, Tamalolo, which I like. Um, second one, either upgrading uh, Laurie or Burr or Morgan to Reynolds. We've talked about Reynolds. Basically, probably hold off till after Origin. Um, could also do a downgrade, get Dearden in. I do like Dearden this week. Uh, job security and steady price rises is pretty handy. Yep. Um, last one was also trading Ockenbore to Dearden. I don't mind that either. Uh, yeah, I reckon sell Ockenbore before you sell Laurie or maybe even Morgan. Yeah. Burr's just about peaked. They're all pretty good trades. Yeah. Uh, Alessandro Tolocco writes in, who's the better keeper option in the halves out of Cleary and Adam Reynolds? Depends. Whichever one doesn't play Origin yeah. for me at this point. I mean, at this point, just based on the um, performances of their teams, Reynolds seems a safer option. Rabideau is going to score a lot of tries. He's going to get a lot of goals. He'll get assists. But Cleary's doing pretty well with a mm. battling team. Um, you know, He gets a few more tackles, I suppose, because of that. But his kick meters are still pretty big. Penrith come good and he starts getting some more conversions and some more try assists. Well, then. Yeah, second half of last season he averaged, I think, 60. So his upside is, is probably higher than Reynolds. Mm. Um, yeah, but at this point you'd prefer to get the one who's not playing Origin, so maybe defer that decision for another couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd make Origin the overriding decision in that equation at this point. But um, on balance, I think Cleary's a better um, fantasy player. Not that Penrith have really threatened to come good any time recently, but if it happens, then he'll... He does hold the record for the highest individual score ever, I think. He does. 126, so plenty of potential. That's it. Um, Hayuga Flame is wondering if AJ Brimson is a rocky trade or if he plays well enough, could he hold um, the fullback position ahead of Michael Gordon? I mean, he, he could... If I was coaching the team, you yeah, probably would. But, but you I'm probably not. would have started him at fullback in round one. I also would have done that. Yeah, yeah. so 
Obviously, the coach likes uh, Gordon at the back. Uh, I love Michael Gordon's Gordon. been pretty solid. Yeah. He tries his heart out as well. Uh, really good support player. Does a lot of things right. So, um, yeah, my guess would be that Gordon comes straight back in at fullback in a week or two. Yep. Um, getting to the end of them, Lambo writes in getting rid of Ockenbohr for Hudson Young, then who to trade out of um, trading Morgan to Reynolds or Cleary or Milford. Um, Milford. Talked about Reynolds and Cleary. Milford... Definitely a point of difference option. It's been about three, three and a half percent of teams, I think. Yep. Um, obviously got a, a big 80 plus score on the weekend. Consistently high kick meters, maybe higher than anyone in the competition. It's sort of that five, six hundred, which is free 25, 30 points a week just from kicks is useful. Yeah. yeah, he's taken a step up in the last few years from, you know, this flair attacking player to someone with a lot of kick meters. Mm. Uh, like last year as well, he had heaps of kick meters. Um, and now he's playing alongside a rookie half. So, if anything, his you know um, responsibilities go up in terms of playmaking. So since Dearden, how many games has Dearden played? One, two, two he's, now I think. Yeah. So uh, Milford scored fifty nine and eighty two in those two games. He scored seventy one the week before that. So he's in fantastic form. He got more than five hundred kick meters in each of those games. Each of his last four games five of his last six games he gets a lot of kick meters a lot of kick meters uh so yeah so his base that's a good um he can set up lots of tries so i don't i don't mind it he doesn't doesn't have the fantasy you know reputation of uh cleary who as we just mentioned has uh posted some massive scores in the past and reynolds who's been a 50 point player for a while but um yeah there's a point of difference I, i don't mind it Yep, point of difference at best, but yeah, it can put in some huge scores. That brings us to the end of the questions and another podcast. Uh, Dom, thanks once again, as always, for joining us. Uh, Stay tuned to NRL.com. We've got the NRL Fantasy Weekend Preview video on Wednesday, the Late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday, Lone Scout Q&A also on Thursday, um, all your Late Mail, your team changes. Um, There's the Steve Renoff podcast as well on Wednesday. Jamie Sauer podcast, I think, goes up on Friday. So plenty of good stuff to come. Um, As always, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you this time next week.